Ah, you damn right. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to May. Hope the draft went well for you and your team. We'll break it all down as much as we can. There's NBA stuff to get into. There's NFL draft controversy. A couple different versions of it. We'll get into a lot of different things today. We want you to contribute as always. The Specs text line is 337-3776. Cowboys fans, Texans fans, whoever you love, what'd you think of your team's draft? We've also got some Texas baseball to get into, Texas men's basketball to get into. There continues to be stories uh, around all those programs. Hope you're having a good one. It's Chad and Zay getting you started in the month of May. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's cracking, Chad? Happy Monday, everybody. May is here. Feeling good. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well. Taking uh, advantage, just trying to enjoy the good weather till it gets 500 degrees outside. It's been nice. It's been really nice. Been really nice. I'm a big I'm a sucker for longer days. I like that I like that daylight. I want that daylight savings time to stay right where it is. Yeah. I don't like it when it falls back. I like to spring forward. And I like it when you know we get the uh, little more daylight and, and uh, you know kind of uh, nice evenings and, and cool weather. So hopefully people got to enjoy that over the weekend. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff we're going to get into today. A lot of uh, wacky controversy. You know, Zay, when when you can video everything, and when people do video everything, you start to catch all kinds of good stuff. And once again, the NFL draft. Never lets us down. Yeah. It's just brilliant. It is brilliant. What did Charlie Strong say? Social media, downfall of society. The downfall of society. In the old days, like when I'm growing up, the only way they were catching you doing something weird or embarrassing during the draft was if you were there. That was it. How else are they going to get it? Send a TV crew to your house? They're not doing that. Not back in the day. Now it's... Everybody's got a TV studio in their hands, and they're filming all of it. Yep. Nobody can just live anymore. I used to be careful. I used to say that to my girls. I'll still say it to them every once in a while. Can we just live this one? I'll say it to my wife about every third meal. Can we just live this meal? Do we have to take pictures and let everybody know where we're eating right now? Is there any way we could just have the chicken fried steak (laughs) without (laughs) taking a picture of the chicken fried steak? I don't know, man. That gravy's serious. Rating the chicken fried steak. Now the gravy's got its own Twitter account. That's a whole nother. Uh, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. Uh, so we're gonna. Yeah, get- I'm not one to people who make different profiles for their animals and stuff. Oh, that's a bit much. Goodness, that's tough. That's tough. That's that, a bit much. Yeah, that that's a little bit extreme. Now, are you a food picture taker? Depends. Okay. It has to be a really nice place. Like, I'm not going to go to a chicken strip joint and take pictures of the food. Yeah, but see, should you be thinking about it that way, or should you be thinking, wait a minute, I'm in a badass, like, steakhouse, nice place. Aren't you showing your, aren't you showing your, like, countryness or simpletonness by taking the picture? Like, oh, man, look at that beautiful steak. I got to take a picture. Isn't that kind of what you're doing if you're in the nice place doing it? Because I'm like you. I will, that's my thought, too. I'm taking a picture of the wine and a picture of the steak. But shouldn't we be thinking of it the other way and be taking pictures of, like, Whataburger instead? It depends. But I live here, though. Yeah. I could be taking pictures of Whataburgers. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's they, true. That's I true. used to do that, and now I'm like, nah, it ain't worth it. Real, real quick, one more stupid thing, and we will get to the sports part. My 16-year-old daughter loves 
a particular snow cone place. It's called Bahama Bucks. Shout out to Bahama Bucks. They have way too much of my money. She's taken a picture of everyone she's ever eaten. All of them. Yeah, because it's just colors. Zay, what are... I get on her every time. Like lemon and banana right. probably looks the same. Takes a picture of all of them, and I'm sure they end up on whatever. Like she's got a very limited social media she's allowed to have at 16. We have not let it expand too far, thank God. But, yeah, to her limited group of whatever, Instagram friends or whatever, yeah, she just sends them a picture of every one of these stinking <laughs> things she eats. Unbelievable. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to get to. Draft reaction coming up. NBA was amazing over the weekend. But, Zay, let's start with some um, more Texas men's basketball stuff. Late in the show Friday, about mid-show Friday, is when we learned about Ronald Holland. By the way, credit to you for finishing out the show. Thank you. Because that was a punch to the gut. I could see it on your face. Uh, I was Honestly, when you reacted, I thought it was an NBA injury. Right. That's what I thought you were about to say, and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck because it's going to ruin the playoffs for somebody. But then it was even worse because I know you're, uh, how big a fan you are and how much you love Texas men's hoops, and Ronald Holland uh, moving on is uh, not coming to Texas is obviously a big deal. So we have a slight update here. Ron Holland says he you know, was going to open up the recruitment, not taking Texas out of the discussion but the realism, I guess it's getting a little more real today. So he's down to two choices. Texas isn't one of them? I guess. I or, mean, you're hearing Arkansas's name come up, and then you're hearing G League Ignite, which is the G League team that takes in the guys coming straight out of high school that know they're about to go to the NBA, which would make more sense for him at this point. And, you know, I know everybody wants to be mad at Coach Terry, especially with what we've seen from other guys leaving from Arterio Morris and, you know, not having all those guys that were a huge part of this 2023 team from Christian Bishop, Timmy Allen, Marcus Carr, you know, Serge Barry Rice, they're leaving too. So you're already frustrated with that. And plus you still want to ride that wave of being an elite eight team. So Max A. Smith definitely helps. Caden Shedrick definitely helps yep. knowing that Dylan DeSue Coming back, that's huge too. Yeah. But you were banking on A.J. Johnson and Ron Holland to come in. A.J. Johnson, we heard what happened to him a couple of weeks ago, going to Australia. And now Ron Holland, same type of thing. It seems like he's going to go the pro route. And I talked about it last week. The guy is going around mock drafts in 2024 might be the number one pick. Why the hell are you trying to come to school and study when you could be working on your game? And mm-hmm. then there's different outlets that are going to allow you to do that. Texas fans, y'all remember the name C.J. Miles? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, C.J. Miles. C.J. Miles coming out of Dallas. I'm coming to Texas. Big time. Top five player. McDonald's All-American. Huge. And then as March, April, May start to come, mm-hmm. NBA scout starts saying, yo, bruh, we could do something with you. C.J. Miles said, what? I'm that good? You can be that good. We're willing to give you that money, and you don't have to write 10-page essays and study for finals and stuff. Mm. Y'all remember studying for them finals? Y'all remember that stress? Why would Ron Holland want to worry about that when the stress he could worry about is, oh, I need to make 75 shots out of 100 today? That's a lot better stress, in my opinion. So, again, it doesn't make sense for somebody of his caliber to come to school in the first place. Like, he was doing us a favor. That's why I thought it it was such a huge get. Same with A.J. Johnson. A.J. Johnson was just at Allen Iverson's uh, 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 All-American game. Allen Iverson put him in the All-American game. 
he was co-MVP with DJ Wagner, one of the top five players mm. in the nation going to Kentucky. Same yeah. thing with him. He, people are talking about him being a lottery pick in 2024. Why would you come here? You know, the Arkansas way, you look at that side, Anthony Black, Nick Smith, both of those guys had really good years. They're still first-round lottery picks. See, that's, that's the part of it I was going to go into with you. The G League thing we know is a completely different path. But is it an? It obviously would be a little bit of an extra insult if he ends up at another school if he yes. goes to somewhere like Arkansas. So give me that art. The argument is just style of play. Well, Anthony Black went to Duncanville too. They won a state championship together. Uh, Anthony Black is going to be in the league. He might be a lottery pick. So he's coming back huh. home, telling Ron Holland everything that Muscleman does great. Re recruiting him in right. that way, okay. saying yo. He let us shine. He knows that we want to go to the league. We talked about that a lot. We talked about, man, I'm not doing this and that. What's going to help me get my stock up and also win games at the same time? We now, I don't know yeah. if he's doing that for sure, but I would be we if I'm Anthony Black. We rip off our shirts together. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah, and plus the fact that it's Arkansas, that sucks, and that makes me really mad and muscle man. Y'all know how I feel about him, but – Dylan Mitchell is the worst example that you could have because you look at him, if you're Ron Holland, oh, he was a lottery pick before the season even started in the 2023 draft. His stock declined as the season went on. And you could argue the coaching staff never helped it get back up. They never really involved him in stuff. He was just a role player, and that was his game the whole time. Hey, Dylan, you stand on that baseline the whole time. Marcus yep. Carr, Tyrese Hunter, Serge Barry Rice, they're going to create, and if they're not open for their shot, then they'll give it to you, and we'll see what happens. And then you're averaging, what, 10, 15 minutes a game? If I'm, again, if I'm a future lottery pick, I look at that. That's a little question mark for me. Yeah. But so, we got to understand him being a future lottery pick and not just a guy that wants to come to college. Like, that's not what he's looking for at right. this point. It can't be. It, it just can't be. Like, I, you go to all these camps, you see all these scouts, they're talking to you, people in your ear, and you're getting better. Your stock's going up. I can't blame the kid one bit. Ron Holland, uh, yet to make the decision, but again, some thought that maybe uh, Arkansas is in consideration. Maybe this uh, the G League Ignite team is involved as well. Could be uh, an option for him. We'll keep our eyes on that story. Also, Zay, now this one I think I can safely say is an insult. This is a kick in the teeth. Arterio Morris is going where? Kansas. Come on, man. Going to be a Jayhawk. All yeah. right, please tell me there's somebody from his high school team on this Kansas team I don't know about. <laughs> tell me there's a reason that will feel a little more wholesome than he just kicked the Texas men's program right in the chest. I can't see anything. Just it's one of the biggest blue bloods of all time. Oh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse, man. man. Once you get in that arena, which he's been there before as an opposing player, but now they're whining and dining you and Where, stuff like that. Where's Arterio from again? Dallas. Oh, from Dallas. Went to Dallas Kimball. Not from the mi- D. Not Midwest. No. Not grew up going to Allen Fieldhouse. None of that. Grady Dick is from Kansas. He is from the state. <laughs> <laughs> Boy is from the state. You know. And he's going to be a lottery pick, too. That's also yeah, freshman coming in. Right. His right. stock grew at Kansas. His stock rose. They were like, oh, we'll see about him. Is he athletic enough to get to the next level? He showed that. But Can make, he get his shot yeah. off on the next level? He showed that. And Self gave him like 35 minutes a game as a freshman. 
Like, that's that's wild. While Arterio Morris on the other side, Tyrese Hunter's going on slumps, and he's still not getting clocked. But looking at what we talked about this, right, when we heard Arterio Morris was heading into the transfer portal, how could he be looking at his situation at Texas this next season and not see a lot of playing time? It's going to be there, isn't it? It kind of has to be. Same with Kansas, though. They're losing Grady Dick. They're losing okay. Jalen Wilson. You know, they're still going to have Wilson or, uh, um, Wilson Jr., but Morris. What's, his, what's my last name? The point guard. They still got him. Harris Jr., excuse me. Her, yeah. They're still going to have him, but all he wants to do is pass. So it's going to give Arterio Morris a yeah. chance to take a lot of shots. They got a, fo- a few freshmen coming in, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one's a blue blood in Texas. As much as I love it. We never won the national championship. Man, oh, man. All right, so we'll keep our eyes on those stories. Arterio Morris, uh, and that's done, right? He is definitely transferring to Kansas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he picks Kansas. Ron Holland still trying to decide exactly where he's going, but at this point it looks like it's not going to be Texas. Speaking of the Longhorns, as we get into some draft stuff, let us know what you thought of your draft, your team's draft, whether you're a Cowboys fan, Texans fan, or whoever your NFL team is, or if you follow a particular college, let us know what you thought about kind of where uh, your guys got drafted. Zay, let's start with the the Texas guys in the draft. Uh, It ended up being all five guys that went to the Combine ended up drafted. That was pretty cool. We already had Bijan, obviously, on Thursday night. DeMarvion Overshone. You like that? Third round, Dallas Cowboys. Yo, that's beautiful. There's a lot about it I like. First of all, I'm an Overshone mark. I love that guy. The name is phenomenal. And then he's continued to to grow and develop. Love the look. Love watching him walk in the stadium every week, rocking all the different stuff. He looks great in a cowboy hat. Not everybody does. Right. Not everybody can make a cowboy yeah. hat make sense. Yeah. DeMarvion looks like he was born to wear it. So in terms of him being able to do a little fashion, uh, you know, if, if be a little fashion forward in Dallas, maybe get a deal or two to sell clothes in Dallas, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but but mainly it's about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, defense, you know, the defense, positionless football, like Rod Babers always likes to talk about. Demarvion's a freak. Let's just see how he dials him up over the years at Texas. We saw him get better and better and better, and now we'll see what Dan Quinn wants to turn him into. But he's done this with a few different guys to get a freaky guy where you say, I don't know if he's quite this or this. It's like that's okay because Dan Quinn's going to let him be both. Yeah, from time to time, he'll be he'll be equal parts linebacker and badass safety in in this defense. And this is exactly you, what you want if you're Demarion Overshone. You want to come into a system, arguably the best defensive coordinator in the league, and yeah. you want to play behind guys like Michael Parsons, who's gonna get you better just by watching him. Yep. Just by watching Michael Parsons and then learning game from him in that way. And, yeah, I, I think this couldn't have been a better situation for Demo, who you saw him locked in holding his son. That was a beautiful moment with his family when he got drafted. Like, he looked like he was ready to go to Dallas right then. Yeah. And he, yeah. What was the quote I heard? Yeah, they told me I got 12 days. I want to go right now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> right now. Go right up the street. And yeah, good for him. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Joe Cook later about it. But, yeah, man, I. Just in that type of defense, one thing about Demo, we know he's at his best when he doesn't have to think. Because from the transition from safety to linebacker, there was so much thinking 
when he first made that transition to LB. And mm-hmm. we finally saw his senior year, especially playing with Jalen Ford on the other side, he was just able to go crazy. And we had such a good defensive line this past year. They mucked stuff up. So he was able to get free and make tackles and show his athleticism, which is why his stock went up, which is why the Cowboys chose him in the third round. So I'm happy for him. I think it's a big-time get, and I think he could come in and make an impact right away. Uh, Yeah, let us know uh, what it is. Somebody texted, Cowboys should have taken Roshan in the third round. I have heard that reaction. Go look at that third round and look at the running backs that went earlier in the draft. That's interesting. Uh, By the way, Roshan Johnson, thank you for that segue. Fourth round to the Bears. Uh, Coburn, sixth round. Hey, you get late in the draft. You're going to need snacks. Uh, There you go. Kansas City takes him in the seventh and uh, sixth, and then seventh round is Moro Ojimo for Philadelphia. But Zay, I'll tell you, as a Cowboys fan, we'll talk about the whole breakdown. Here's my big thing about the Cowboys draft. And we're going to talk, we'll, we'll mention Deuce Vaughn multiple times today. Love the kid, love the story, love everything. But if you're going to say we're going to run the damn ball like Mike McCarthy did, just think about the four guys he's got now. Is that how you do it? Pollard, Ronald Jones, Malik Davis, and Deuce Vaughn. So you told your fan base that you're going to run the damn ball, and you came out of the draft with one running back in the sixth round, and he weighs 160 pounds. Yeah, super gadget. Right, and he is Darren Sproles at the ceiling. That's what he is. You hope he becomes Darren Sproles 2.0, and he's never going to give you a day of trouble, and we all know the Deuce Fawn story is going to be awesome, and the dad's in, and Chris is in there, coach. Um, that's awesome. That's all really cool, but as a fan, I would have loved to have come out of the draft with him and a running back that could give you a little bit more than that. Yeah, especially knowing that Tony Pollard's coming back from this knee injury. Mm-hmm. And maybe Steven and Jerry are really confident in Malik Davis because we said it a lot last year, give this brother some more touches. See what he could do because we knew Zeke was very limited. See what he could do. And when he got the ball, he did well. Yeah, that, so, And that's what I'm hoping, too. I'm hoping that... There is a because I've told you there is a good version of Ronald Jones out there. I'm, right, I, he can't be your total workhorse though. Neither can Malik Davis, but maybe the combo. Maybe it's not about positionless football just on defense. Maybe it's also about a positionless running back room for the Cowboys. But that that's a little bit of the concern I have coming out of it. Uh, the Deuce Vaughn pick. Somebody texted, man, that uh, Deuce Vaughn had me tearing up. Said Deuce Vaughn ain't no scrub. He ran all over us. LOL. You're absolutely right. I'm not saying he's a scrub. It's not what I'm saying. Just ask yourself, can you hand him the ball 20 times in an NFL game? No. I think that answer is no as well. But then again, I don't think they have anybody you can hand it to 20 times. So they're going to have to get creative. And Zay, we do not know if Mike McCarthy is a truly innovative, creative, running game play caller. We have no clue. Because the last time he called plays, Aaron Rodgers was the one determining what to do at the line of scrimmage. Did that Aaron Rodgers guy make life easier? He's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's decent. Yeah. I'm not telling you. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I don't mean that as McCarthy called called the plays or Aaron Rodgers really called the plays. That's not what I'm saying. But the last time he called plays, he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Yeah. You could be more risky yeah. and different things. We could be more aggressive, confident. 
etc. The play fakes are a little different. Yeah. A little different. A little play action, that's a little different. And back then, you would never say, we're going to run the damn ball when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. But he just said it with Dak Prescott as his quarterback. So what does it all mean? We're just going to have to wait and see on a lot of that. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Cowboys draft. Obviously, Mozzie Smith was already there when we did the show Friday. You got Schoonmaker, the Michigan tight end. You got Overshone and some of the other picks. Vaughn was in the sixth round. We will talk about that. And if you're a Texans fan, what did you think of that draft haul? see a lot of people giving the Texans some love for this total group that they put together. Uh, so we'll continue to talk about that as well. Give us your reactions to the NFL draft. We brought you the coverage on Thursday, and uh, obviously things rounded out over the weekend. So we'll continue to talk about that. Specs text line 337-3776. Also, we'll get to some more basketball on the pro side. Golden State won Game 7. They're taking on the Lakers two games tonight. We'll get you set now that we're down to the conference semifinals on both sides. Don't move. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, come on now. Yep, I got this one. I got this one. This is not old school Eric Clapton. This is Journeyman, I think was the name of the album. Forever Man from Eric Clapton. Is that what it's called? The song? Or is the that album. right? Journeyman's the album. Journeyman's yeah. the album. The song is Forever Man, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Bad Love. Oh, I'm sorry. Bad Love. Had enough of Bad Love. Forever Man's on that record, too, though. Yeah, you're right. Had enough of Bad Love. Yeah. Come on, Eric. Come on, baby. Yeah, there you go. I need something I can be proud of. Eric Clapton getting us started today. Uh, also, Zay, I think I've got your album for this week. I, I got yours. Do you? Yeah. All right, we'll do this right now then because uh, I've changed my mind. We'll get, we'll get you to a Metallica album at some point, but in honor of the announcement that came out today that Aerosmith is going on one more tour, taking the Black Crows out on the road with them, and I've now got to figure out if I can want to get to that show in October, I'm going to have you listen to Aerosmith's Toys in the Attic. All right. We're going way back. One of those first few records, one of the first big ones that broke them. Uh, you're going to recognize a couple songs on there. Hopefully, there'll be a couple that you, uh, you know, might uh, might learn to love. So you'll go uh, "Toys in the Attic" with uh, Aerosmith. So which one am I doing this week? Uh, Buster Rhymes, the Coming album, the first album he had. Buster Rhymes, the Coming. That's what it's called. Yes. Gotcha. All right. There you have it. Those will be our two albums this week. And if you uh, missed that announcement earlier, Aerosmith tickets go on sale on Friday. Aerosmith with the Black Crows. So Aerosmith is saying this is it. One last time. One last ride. A lot of bands do that, and they keep doing that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll trust Aerosmith that it's one more time around. They yeah. haven't, they haven't toured a ton lately, so uh, they're a hell of a live band. You got to see them. Uh, I don't know yet. I'm going to talk about My wife and I will talk about it tonight. I've seen Aerosmith, God, it's maybe five times. Oh, you're good. You know? So <laughs> if if my you're wife, good. if my it, it's kind of going to be about my wife. If the anniversary's coming up, and so I thought, that might be an obvious present, right? If I wanted to buy tickets and say we're going. Um, it'll be about her, really, because I could go either way. 
Okay. Because I have absolutely seen Aerosmith. Right. I've seen them, and they're awesome. Uh, but maybe there's a little part of me that wants to see him again so we'll figure that out uh all right so a lot of stuff going on on this monday draft reaction left and right somebody sent us this text chad zach evans went three picks later craig way was hopeful it will work which which one would you want love the show the reason he references craig there deuce vaughn went uh to the cowboys in the sixth round and zach evans went to the rams craig's a rams fan so obviously he hopes that works out that's an interesting comparison, Zay, because Zach Evans, to me, is the more well-rounded running back. But then there's the issue of what do you get with Zach Evans as a, as a pro? With the issues he had leaving high school, the issues he had. And he didn't have massive issues in college, but he did bang around a couple different places, although everybody transfers now. I didn't hear a lot of problems with him. This is a brother that didn't want to give up his phone, state championship game. Correct. Coach, you ain't taking my phone, man. Then went to TCU and then ended up at Ole Miss. But to be fair, I don't remember hearing a lot of stories, a lot of those me, me stories and crazy locker room stuff. I don't remember a lot of that at either TCU or Ole Miss. So maybe that's behind. He is a more well-rounded back to me than what Deuce Vaughn gives you. Who's the better character guy? I think we all know what the answer to that is. Yeah. Yo, F my teammates. F the game tomorrow. I'm texting these broads, yeah, coach. Right. That's you better get on my face. But in terms of a of a big time running back, that may work out. That may be an interesting move. If they if they can turn Zach Evans into something as a sixth round pick, that'd be big for the Rams. Uh so let us know what you think of your team's draft. We've been breaking that down. Uh we also have uh, an incredible run uh, of NBA stuff going on. If you're into the NHL action, there were three game sevens last night in the NHL, uh, and I think all road teams won the game sevens. Boston's out. The Bruins are out. Oh, man. Dude. Tom McKay's daughter. I know she hurting. Dude, they are out. One quick uh, hockey stat here, Zay. For the last, I think, 10 seasons now, if you're the best team in hockey and you have the best record, they have a special trophy for you. They call it the President's Trophy. Oh, what? Ten straight years, that team has not even made the finals. Ten years in a row. Mm. You imagine that? That's tough. That is crazy. It's become the curse in the NHL. So they had all that going on. And then, Zay, in the NBA, I sat back yesterday. Uh, By the way, pretty entertaining game with uh, Miami and New York in the first one. Miami winning at Madison Square Garden. Yes. That, that was that was pretty nice. And then I sit back and get ready for Game 7, Golden State and Sacramento. And for a while, for that first half, it felt like, oh, Lord, this is an, this is an all-timer. This, this is shaping up to be a championship fight. And then the third quarter happened, and Golden State flexed the championship muscle and the light-the-beam guy, he could disconnect and go home early. Because there was no light in the beam yesterday. No, not at all. Sacramento went into halftime with a little bit of a lead, and Steph Curry just took the game over. I just one of the greatest performances we've ever seen. And you got to think about Steph Curry and where he's came from, from the Davidson days. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't know he was going to be a pro like that. Mm -hmm. But the Davidson days, he showed what he could do to America, again, his team to the Elite Eight. Then you hear about him and his pops, him pops being a pro. Everybody knows about Dale Curry, had a good tenure in the league. 
And and Dale Curry, let's be fair. Dale Curry was a great shooter, a solid NBA player. Solid. Right? Role player. Solid role player. Not a Hall of Famer. Nope. But solid player. Yeah. And you just hoped that for Steph. Can he make just be on a team and be a part of an NBA team? That'd be a cool story. Well, you didn't even know if he'd be able to last because he had a lot of ankle injuries his first few years in the league. He runs weird. You notice how he runs? He picks his like feet up. Like it's just oh, different. Yeah. It's a weird hmm. run. And they said that's a big reason why he used to turn his ankle all the time. So he finally got ankle braces that were right, and then he took off from there. And yeah. then last night, that might have been one of the best performances he's ever showed. Like oh. 38 shots, 20 makes. That's ridiculous. And he was attack. He was getting to the paint. He said, you know what? I'm just going to be on the attack. I'll look for my three when it comes, but y'all want me to look for the three. That's what y'all are guarding, so I'm just going to go to the hole. And Dude, the scoring he came up with. Just the all the different finishes, ways. The floaters, the scoop layups. Dude, what about that one in the lane where he's like practically looking at the floor and throws the one? Oh. There was one play he had Trey Lyles dancing like Michael Jackson beat it era. <laughs> like Trey Lyles, he, he went for the, the to contest the three and he jumped. And I'm like, brother, Steph is still dribbling the ball. Yeah. And Steph was at the cup. Trey Lyles was still coming down from the air. He looking behind him. Steph's already at the cup, scooping that thing. Yeah. Buckets. And you know what? The moment that changed, Chad, Sacramento, you're right there. You're down by six going into the fourth quarter, and you give up an and one three to Clay Thompson. Yeah. That took the heart and soul out of the team, yeah. the arena, the whole city of Sacramento was like, I don't know if we could come back from this. And to come out there, and, and it wasn't much of a foul, but you had to call it like, why are you flying at him like that? And by the way, he'd had a wretched first half. Clay Thompson was awful. They were terrible. Was it one for ten from three or one for ten overall? Yeah, him and Andrew Wiggins were bad yesterday. And look. But then in that third quarter when he locked it, Steph locked in, he locks in, and you're right. Once that three went down later on, then that second half, man, they're rolling. Uh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown felt it too. Everybody did. Oh, he knew it. He hit that. It was like, oh, this is it. They're going to pull away, and that's what they did. They end up winning by 20 points. And you know what, Chad? You see all the stats on people Steph had the most points ever in a game seven. Yeah. And you think about how hard that is because you're exhausted at this point. To get to a game seven, nobody gets 50 because they're dead tired. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't have, you see everybody else on the court. Nobody else was really good yesterday except for Steph. He has the best stamina in NBA history. Plus, by the time we've played six games and we're into the seventh game, you're going to D someone up and not let them hang 50 on you. The record was 48, by the way, from Durant. And then it was 47 from a few guys. Yeah. It's so rare that it's ha- it's a rare group of people. So now he's the only guy ever to have 50 in a Game 7. Off the top of your head, can you think of a better performance in a Game 7? Um, Braun. Braun had a performance mm-hmm. 2018 against the Celtics where he had a couple of guys off the street and then Kevin Love and (laughs) they went to Boston and they weren't supposed to win that game at all with Jason Tatum and Smart and And he put him on his back and he put him on his back that might have been and that was for to get to the finals. That was to get okay. to the final. So that had a little bit more. Yep. And then the performance, obviously, Braun beating the Warriors game seven in 2016. Right, because that had to go game yeah, seven. Yeah, him and yep. Kyrie Irving. So that's kind of the both of them. But, yeah, this is right there. This is right there. And, look, it wasn't just Steph. Kevon Looney 
you had an amazing series. Yeah, you, you were the difference you've been talking in this about series. It, man. Game three, 20 rebounds. Game four, 14. Game five, 22 rebounds. Game six, 13. Game seven, 21 rebounds, 10 offensive. Like Sabonis. Come on, dog. Can he get him off the board? Get him what? off the boards. By the way, that was the other thing about that third quarter. Did it feel to you like the Golden State Warriors had 80 offensive rebounds in that quarter? Every single ball. Every single loose ball. And Mike Brown was could theirs. not could not stop screaming at his team about it. He told every reporter that was at he's like, Oh my God, if we we're getting killed on the glass. If they if they continue to do that, they're gonna whip us. And they did that. They did it. He couldn't stop it. You gotta get bigger then. You gotta put Sabonis and Trey Lyles in at the same time. Yeah. Like you gotta just you gotta mix it up. And I think I thought he made some critical mistakes yesterday. Like, why aren't you playing Davion Mitchell more? They lost those three you know, straight I was, games. I was looking for him too. They lost those three straight games, games three, four, and five, and Davion Mitchell was in the lineup. And then uh Terrence Davis, he had a good game in game six. And then coach coach just said, I'm I'm just gonna ride this out. Davion, I'm not even going to trust you, really. Davion would have slowed Steph down, not much, but a yeah. little bit. Dude, he played eight minutes. That's... I, I get that Davis had a good game. I'm not saying Davis didn't deserve minutes, but eight for Davis Mitchell? Was eight. Eight? He, he was high. He, he gave don't... you 14 off the bench. It's not enough to take eight, <laughs> eight minutes for Mitchell. Yeah, that's. I don't know about that, Mike Brown. But, yeah, you know, just the championship DNA. And now, moving forward, how tired are the Warriors going to be tomorrow night playing against a well-rested Lakers team that just got done blowing out the Grizzlies, which really surprised me on Saturday. Well, and it's a great point. And you brought up the great point of, the, of those two teams. I asked you about are they both going to finish it off. And you said, I think the Lakers have to finish it in game six more than Golden State does. Because Golden State can still go to Sacramento. You thought the Lakers would have been in trouble going back to Memphis. And I think you're right. Anthony Davis, after the game, said, man, that plane ride is tough. Anthony Davis is seven foot whatever the hell he is. What's he, 7'2"? He's about 6'11". 6'11", yeah, maybe 7'11". Those seven-footers know what it's like to get on that plane and fly all the way across the country. (laughs) He he, he didn't want to do that. But the the performance they threw out in Game 6 was incredible. So that extra rest that you bring up is big. And they get to host, correct? No. Golden State does. No, it's Golden State. Okay. Golden State's still six seed. So it minimizes the trip at least. And then obviously now, instead of having to fly all the way over to Memphis... It's a Cali. It's an all Cali series. So it's LeBron and Davis getting on that plane after a lot of rest, and you're headed to Golden State. So that is going to be a big part of tomorrow. And dude, from the legacy standpoint and the history standpoint, if you don't like where this series is pointed, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, if wow. if you don't like a series that's got Steph and LeBron in it, for all the history reasons, dude. Like I know all those other guys have their rep and their legacy, and Draymond thinks he's certain things. But, Zay, both those guys have four rings. Oh, I, I got my popcorn already made. If one of those guys wins a title this year, it will be five. It will be matching magic five rings, one above the other. And then I heard a great argument today about why does LeBron not have more rings? Steph. Why does Steph not have one more ring than he's, that he's got right now? LeBron. Mm-hmm. Just that battle back and forth is going to be fun to watch. Legends, uh, you know, legends trying to prove that their prime may not be here, but that they can still find some prime every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that series. To be honest, Chad, I think Steph, this might be the best version of him. 
if you go back and watch that 2016, I know he was back-to-back MVPs and stuff, but he was scrawny. Like, he packed on probably 20 pounds since he got into the league. Yeah. And you he, could tell. He's able to take the beating could, more now. He can take that beating, yeah. man. You can't just push him off his spots. You can't take advantage of him defensively like you once did. There was a point of time where you could just go at him, and he was weak and frail, and you can't do that no more. He'll hold his own. So this version of Steph Curry, it's scary. And the Lakers, they have nobody that can stop him. It's going to be a huge series for Anthony Davis and LeBron and D'Angelo Russell, who was big in that game six versus He was Memphis. big, too. Yeah, no, that was impressive stuff from the Lakers, impressive from Golden State. They'll get started tomorrow night. Tonight it's Philly and Boston, game one on TNT, and the doubleheader is Phoenix and Denver. We'll talk more NBA as we roll along. I definitely want to get Zay's thoughts on what Denver did to Phoenix in game one. Uh, we'll get back into some of the Longhorn stuff at 105. Remember, baseball's about to crank up over on 1260 and 101. Nine Tanner Witt, ladies and gentlemen, getting his first start of the year. That's big time for you Texas baseball fans, not to mention the fact that you've already won this series from TCU. I see you, Porter Brown. How about that? What a throw. Taking the first two. The Porter Brown play to end game two was incredible. And how about LeBaron Johnson's performance? Tough. Six and a third. Tough. And getting the win. Longhorns finding some pitching that they had not had, and now you're getting Tanner Witt back. Let's see what it looks like today. That's more. Uh, it's coming with Joe Cook. Up next, though, in the crab bag, I got to tell you about the worst villain in the NBA on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, now we're going to three good old Texas boys here. Ah, little ZZ Top for the kids. Little ZZ Top. Sleeping bag? Sleeping bag. Okay, here's what I want to know. I'm 48 years old. If you are older than me and you are a ZZ Top fan all the way back to the first couple records when they were a low-down and dirty blues band, did this song piss you off when it came out? Be, Be honest with me. When they had the car as a spaceship... And they're doing the video talking about sleeping bag. I was the age that I thought this was awesome. Tell me, though, old school ZZ Top fans, did this one piss you off? Be honest with me. Come on. you got to have range, man. You can't do the same old, well, they same did. old. They did. And when they grabbed a hold of whatever it was in the pop world and started making those videos, they just took off. God love him for figuring that out. And rest in peace to Dusty Hill. Uh, my man Rick Sacamano went and saw them in Belton recently. They're still out there. They got somebody filling in. They have a good, uh, it's a guitar tech. Well, Dusty was bass. So I think it's maybe the bass tech or guitar tech that they've got playing bass for him. But uh, he said Gibbon still sounds really good. And Frank Beard's still Frank Beard. And uh, shout out to ZZ Top. They are still out there. Uh, 50 years and running now. ZZ Top and Eric Clapton getting us started today. A lot of stuff going on draft-wise. We'll get back into that. Joe Cook from Inside Texas with his thoughts on Bijan to Atlanta, overshown to the Cowboys, and uh, also Texas baseball. Taking the first two from TCU, and right now that game's just about to get started uh, over on 1260 and 101.9 with Tanner Hill. Tanner Hill. Tanner, Tanner Witt on the hill for Texas. All right, let's get into the crap bag here. I'm going to tell you who I'm really disappointed in in the NBA. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just 
Think of a bag of crap. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. You can't always get what you want. And I'm not going to finish the Stones lyric because I did not get what I needed here. I thought we had something brewing, and then it went away. The reason why people like me, people like Zay and other fans out there, the reason we cling to guys like, um, like um, why did I just lose his name from the Warriors? Draymond. Thank you. The reason I cling to a guy like Draymond Green is because he's an actual villain. He embraces it. He knows how to be a villain. But Dylan Brooks, I am thoroughly disappointed in you, young man. Not because you stopped talking. Not because not because you talked initially, but because you stopped. That's why I'm mad at you. I wouldn't have done what you did, but we need those villains sometimes, and we were ready. We were absolutely ready. I'd put the napkin around my neck. I had to fork a knife out, and I was ready to eat up whatever you were about to do. You called LeBron old. You said you poked the bears. You said I don't respect anyone until they come and give me 40. And then your team lost three games in L.A., and you didn't talk to the media after any of them not at all and then you end up shooting 31 percent from the floor 24 percent from three for the series LeBron and Davis and those guys go off they thump you by 30 in that last game and 40 sorry 40, 40 in that last game and then at the very end of it all in your exit media interview you did show up for that you got fined by the way 25,000 for not showing up after games then you show up and say and when they ask you do you think your comments were maybe a bad idea maybe provided some extra motivation you say no nah, that's who i am i don't regret it i'm a competitor i compete really where, did, where was all the villainy that you had set up? Zay, I'm so disappointed. I really thought we were getting some good entertainment here. And then Dylan Brooks like acted like he wanted to be the Joker, and then he just never showed up. Yeah, that's why people call this generation soft. Stuff like this. This is a key example of why old heads, man, you kids ain't what they used to be back in my day. We backed up the crap talking. We said, Right. You got to do that. And yeah. Dylan Brooks, man up. Own up. Like, what are we talking about? It's just so weak. If you're going to talk it, back it up. Say, admit it. Say, you know what? They beat us. Right. They flat out beat us. I was wrong. Bronze one of the greatest. But instead, you got fined that vacation money that you could have used this time of the year. Yeah. You ain't got nothing else to do. That 25000 could have came in handy. You showed up in those sunglasses with that chain on and ran your mouth about one of the greatest players that ever lived. And then you didn't have enough guts to show up and talk to the media after you lost that game, that game, and that game. That's just terrible. You gotta eat that. You so. got if you're going to be the Joker, you can't do the you can't be like you can't be down on yourself sitting at the end of the bar going, Man, Batman got me. I just I don't know. Well yeah, we're, <laughs> didn't you have a plan? No, man. I'm just gonna sit here and, but you're the Joker. You're the come on, do something. You can't just give up. And he just really gave up. By the way, their general manager said that he couldn't comment on the future with the team. He is um, a free agent this summer, but he did note the GM that the Grizzlies had to navigate through self-created distractions during the playoffs. Zay, as much as we were excited when he mouthed off, you mentioned it that day. 
that that's the kind of stuff that freaks teams out about him because he brings that to a locker room, he brings that to your vibe, and he doesn't always bring enough basketball to back it up like Draymond can do. Sometimes Draymond gives you basketball where you go, all right, we got to take the rest of it, but Dylan Brooks doesn't do that enough. Yeah, Draymond has four rings, so he knows he can talk crazy. Yeah. And now it has become a problem. They're lucky they won this series because everybody would have went back to Draymond and said, yo, fault. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Beverly, he deals with this too. But Patrick Beverly, there was a point in time where you loved that, and he kept going to other contenders, so it worked. Now for Dylan Brooks, he's too young to be doing this early. And he needs to change his whole attitude moving forward because he came into the league as a knockdown shooter. That's why it was cool. 3 and D guy, but you're not knocking down any shots. Right. So You know what he needs to do attitude-wise? He is not this kind of basketball player. I understand that. He needs to study Jimmy Butler. Oh, man. Not, not basketball-wise. Yeah. Again, attitude-wise. Jimmy Butler... I love the way it's delivered. I love the way we talked about it, how he kind of crafts everything. If you want to be a villain, go watch Jimmy Butler and then tweak it from there. You can be that kind of villain and maybe do what Dylan Brooks is trying to do, but I'm thoroughly confused. Like I was set up to believe that he was willing to deal with all this, and then he just went away. It was so sad. So soft. I hated to see it. Then John Morant leaving the building when they were saying, nah, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. John Morant waving and singing along like, come on, bro. We just got our ass whooped. We were a number two seed. It don't matter if Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are playing. We got to be better than getting blasted by 40 in a closeout game. And And you're happy? Acting like you're almost, you don't care. After what you drug us through the whole season? Right. Off, the off-court issues that you had, yep. you're out here happy and stuff, well, you got a lot more time to do that stupid commercial you have where you're pulling up each day, shooting shots at that rinky-dink old gym. You got a lot of time to do all that. Yep. Too much drama and not enough basketball. And give LeBron credit. He just ducked his head. LeBron just ducked his head and whipped him. That's all he did. He didn't even shake their hand. He went straight to the locker room after. Uh-huh. Yep. Right, Anthony Davis and some of those other guys, they stayed out there for pleasantries. LeBron didn't want to deal with it. Yo, how about this? Because LeBron knows there would have been extra static around those moments. of cause, and, and Ja may have been off the floor by then, right? Was Ja no, even out ja, there? Ja was out there. So then, yeah, he, maybe he didn't want to mess with that stuff, but, man, they just took it to him, especially in that game six. Yo, Draymond Green, you have some nerve. He went on his podcast, and he just went and said, I have no respect for Sabonis because he didn't shake our hand after the game. <laughs> You stomp the guy's chest, and you want him to shake your hand after y'all just beat him in a game seven at home? Oh, Draymond. You have no respect for him? Come on, man. That's rich. Oh, brother. Yo, that's Bill Gates. That's rich, Draymond. (laughs) That's rich, bro. And one other note. We talked about this at the beginning of the playoffs. We said watch out for the lower-seeded teams on both sides because they seem dangerous. In the East, the one and the four are out. And in the West, the two and the three are out. And you've got the six and the seven in the West. Steph and LeBron facing each other for a trip to the conference finals. At the end of the day, that's what the NBA wanted. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> and they got that's it. what the NBA wanted. And they got it legitimately and organically. Nobody, yeah. nobody could watch those two series and tell me anything was fixed. Could they? 
Because it was a 20-point game on one side, and you're right, I did bad math. It was a four. It's hard for me to imagine somebody gets beat by 40 in the NBA. Game in the playoffs. Like in my mind, it was what one. In my mind, it was like 125, 95, but it was actually 85, which is indeed 40 points. That to me is so definitive. Yeah, you can't argue. Well, you know that the league is constrained. No, they're not. They're happy. They're thrilled. But they didn't make that happen. Yeah, the only reason why I knew it was 40 is because everybody's been talking about Dylan Brooks saying, I don't respect nobody until they give me 40. Then you lose by 40 in the close of game. That. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. LeBron said, I don't need to score 40, but we'll beat you by 40. How's that? How do you, what's the emoji for that? Do we have a 40? I know they've got a 100 emoji. Do we have a 40 emoji that we could grab? All right, coming up, your 1 o'clock hour. Joe Cook, Inside Texas, On3.com. Longhorn baseball team just about to crank it up with TCU and try to sweep, plus the Longhorns that were drafted. What did Joe Cook think of all of it? We will find out on the Horn.